Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This is Mortgage Lending Mastery. Get the knowledge you need from America's Mortgage Mentor with more than 35 years of experience and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings. You'll learn to advance your mortgage practice quickly and efficiently. Also, be sure to check out Jen's book, Launch, How to Take Your Business to New Heights. Available on Amazon. For a signed copy, contact Jen at jenduplessis.com. Now, here is certified mortgage planner and CEO of Kinetic Spark Consulting, Jen Duplessis. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Okay, so listen, if you're new, thank you for joining us. Welcome. We love having you here, and I hope that you uh, love what we're going to be talking about today. And if you are a regular listener, thank you again for tuning in. It really means a lot to me. I think you all know that. And I continue to ask you to please go to iTunes and uh, write reviews. Keep that going for us so that we get as much exposure as possible. And lastly, if you have a topic you'd like for me to discuss, please feel free to call me um, or reach out to me. I guess you can't even, you probably could call me, but I probably won't answer because I won't recognize your number. So you can text me, you can email me at uh, jen at jenduplessis.com, and that's probably the best way to get a hold of me or reach me through the website, um, kineticsparksconsulting.com, and I'll be happy to um, address your question uh, in a future podcast. So today, I have a wonderful guest with me, and actually, we've been uh, colleagues for a while now. I had the wonderful opportunity to finally meet face-to-face about, I don't know, eight months ago or something, but I'd like to welcome Todd Bookspan with Win by Noon to our show today. How are you doing today, Todd? Jen, I'm doing awesome. I'm so glad to be here. I am honored to be on your podcast. This is super exciting. Great, great. Well, I'm honored to have you. So um, let me just uh, give sort of the sort of the short version of um, who you are so that everybody gets a little perspective. So you have been, have been in the mortgage industry for 15 years, uh, a little over 15 years, and producing um, your team produces a little over or around $100 million a year, around 500 to 550 units. Um, and now you have sort of morphed into and transitioned into um, the founder of Win by Noon, which we're going to talk about today as it relates to productivity and uh, tracking, which is so important in all of our businesses, whether you are a mortgage lender, a realtor, um, an owner of a plumbing company, a uh, financial planner. It doesn't matter what you do. If you are a small business um, entrepreneur or sales professional, um, we want to talk about productivity. So um, the other thing is, Todd and I are both um, co-hosts of uh, Mortgage Coach Productivity Mastermind every uh, Friday at noon um, Eastern time and at 9 a.m. on the West Coast. Um, so if you would like to get information about that, you certainly could reach out to Todd or myself on Facebook. We'd be happy to help you with that. And you've been married for 28 years with three daughters, so that's great. Now, any grandkids yet? You haven't yet, you've never mentioned that. No, no grandkids yet. So that's, uh, I'm sure that'll be a blessing at some point in the future, but not right now with where my kids are. I've got, uh, yeah, three wonderful daughters, 16, 20, and 23, and uh, all in school and focusing on that right now. So, Mm -hmm. 
You know, it is so fun. So you will get a raise one day. I, I, I can't <laughs> wait, right? It'll be, it'll be awesome. But we do have two dogs. I didn't mention that. But um, it's so fun to, to be here because, right, we get to talk on Fridays, you know, quite often. And you and I have uh, done some yeah. of those calls together. And on those calls, I ask you questions because I know that you are so gifted and you bring so much value. And I, my whole goal always when, when we're on together is for me to ask you questions and talk less because I think that's a gift to the community. So fun today to be yeah. flipped and actually be the person who gets to talk a little bit. Yeah. Um, so it'll exciting. be, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for that. Awesome. All right. Well, here's what I want to do. I want to kind of start, you know, um, backwards just a little bit and, and, and not too much time because we want to get into the meat of today's um, podcast. But I want to I want to just find out, you know, how you got into the business and how you got to the point where you um, and not, you know, to the point where you uh, maybe your turning point. Right. You're a loan officer like everybody else, you know, a small business, you know, entrepreneur and, you're, you know, kind of finding your way and seeing what other people are doing and made mistakes and had some wins and had some good years and bad years. And, and then you had a turning point that, you know, things started changing and, you know, at some point you were able to grow this team that you, you know, you're not producing yourself anymore, but you are, you know, a, the CEO of this company. Right. And so tell us about how that happened a little bit, how that happened and where, where you are now, you know, with Win by Noon. Perfect. I, I love the, the setup. And it's, it's interesting because I think like most people who got into lending and really whatever business you're in, you didn't wake up saying that, oh, I'm going to be a loan officer or I'm going to be a real estate agent or I'm going to own a dry cleaning company or whatever that business is. You know, you normally stumble into it either based on something your family did, a, a friend recommended. And for me, that's what it was. I grew up as an entrepreneur. I actually got my undergraduate degree in entrepreneurship in Tucson, Arizona at U of A. And I opened bicycle stores straight out of straight out of college. In fact, I bid against all the other bike shops in town, and I opened the first privately held business on the campus simultaneously with a standalone store up the street. And I did that for 10 years and just kind of lost the, the spark for it, right, to steal one of your words. And then I went back to school because I thought I could stall for two more years, get my MBA uh, up in Phoenix at ASU. And my buddy was in the mortgage business. He was the buddy actually I worked with in in the bike business. And uh, we were literally just had a conversation where he said that I should get in the mortgage business. He thought I would do well with it. And then I kind of laughed at him and long story short, uh, you know, had a long 15 plus year run as, as an originator myself. And then you mentioned, uh, you know, still have a, a team that's out there uh, that's run by my wife. Now she runs the day to day with the business partner. And um, for me, what happened was, is I always had big ideas and that, but I, I lacked the, the discipline, the systems to execute at the level that, that my ideas I thought could produce. And I find that oftentimes what happens is, is that if you are in business and you're doing the busyness of the business and you don't ever take time to step back mm -hmm. and take a breath and see what's out there, because most industries, there's lots of great information out there on the internet. Like, you know, you mentioned uh, our mortgage coach call. I mean, that there's a, a great library of information out there from the conversations mm -hmm. that, you know, you and I have had on those calls with other people over the years. And, it's there. People right. just don't take the time to figure it out. And so for me, um, I kind of had a, a few different sort of what uh, I would call shoulder taps over the years. I stole that from uh, my friend, Bill Hart. That's his term, but where just really things kind of came in there. But ultimately what I realized was, as I had to get out of my own way. And in order to do that, I had to figure out, well, what is it? What are the activities I really should be doing to get the results I want? And 
I hit a couple of different plateaus along the way. I got stuck at 200 units, and that was really a leverage. That was a leverage issue. I had to figure out how to build a, uh, get a little bit more help on the team in order to get out of some of the activities I was doing in order to get to the results that I wanted. And then when we hit 400 units and we got stuck there for a few years, um, that's when I really got serious about it. And that's when I started doing the things that are now, now win by noon, where I started to track the activities that I was doing um, on, a, on a daily basis and looking at the activities specifically around who was I calling, who was I actually having good quality conversations with, who was I meeting with face-to-face, and then what did that get me for results? So how, what was that for leads? What was that for loan applications? And then, you know, closed loans ultimately, which is where the paycheck came. And what most people focus on, and I really was just focused on, well, what do I need to do in order to get there? And, you know, we were talking about it beforehand. You know, numbers don't lie, right? The numbers tell you what it is. But I find that most people don't take the time to figure out the numbers. So you always have to start kind of in reverse there. Um, as you, you know, as you're looking at it and figure out, well, what is, A, what's the goal, right? It's all, you know, a plan, right? What's the goal? And then reverse engineer with whatever tracking you've done, right? Um, you should have hopefully at least sales, regardless of the business you're in, hopefully, you know, sales. And then um, you should be able to figure out what the other pieces of your unique process are, like what, what, what are those different stages? And then just start tracking it if you don't have the data. Um, I always tell people, you might, you know, like realtors will come to me and they'll literally say, I don't even know what I closed. And so I said, go to your broker. You know, they're like, I don't know how many leads I got. I said, well, why don't you, you know, look in your phone or your CRM or your notebook or wherever that is and really help them work backwards and then just start tracking those activities starting today. And then after a week, you have some good data. After two weeks, it gets better. Right. After a month, your data gets better. And so when I started figuring that part out, then that was kind of the first step. Um, and then the second step was, um, I had to eliminate distractions because I'm easily distracted, as most people are in sales. And that was where the by noon part came in. At the time, it was really 1130. I blocked my calendar every day from 830 to 1130 to, to do those most important activities. And by doing that, not just really saying, this is it. That's my bumper. I'm going to really stick to this. Then all of a sudden, I did the consistent activities required. And when you do something more often, like call a lead more times, guess what? You get more applications. If you call the applicant more times to get their paperwork, guess what? You issue more pre-qualified, uh, pre-qualification letters. You know, guess what? If you issue more right. pre-qualification letters, you have more closed loans. And so my conversion rates went up as well, all by just saying, you know what? I'm not going to do anything until I get those most important activities done. Right, right. Okay, so thank you. Thank you for bringing that um, forward. I want to I want to backtrack just a little bit more, though. I want to help people understand how you got to 200 and what your team consisted of to get you um I'm sorry, not from the 200 to 400 mark, because there are a lot of loan officers that are doing 200 loans um, a year, right? We're talking specifically about loan officers right now. There's a lot of loan officers who are doing 200 loans a year in um, what I would call just, you know, lower loan amount areas, right? Because they, they have to do the numbers to do the volume. There are also other loan officers in other areas that, you know, have, have average um, sales that are higher, and so they don't have to do as many transactions as they do, you know, as units as they do, um, you know, because of the volume. So, so assuming that a lot of loan officers that are doing okay in the business, it's pretty well, they want to go from 200 to 400. What did that look like for you to really scale your practice? It, it was interesting because it came in 
Um, it came in two steps, but really, if you really boil it down to the one difference at that time, it was I got crystal clear on my loan process, right, which I know you've got a great mm-hmm. loan process that, um, that you teach. I got crystal clear on what was going to work for me personally, my personality, and work with the organization that I was plugged into, right, the mothership, the company I worked for at the time. Um, and then I went through and figured out what, what am I the best at? Like, what is it I should be doing, right? And so, you know, you and I talk about that on our, on our calls, right? What are, what are those top three things that I should be focused on and then figure out how to hire uh, somebody else to do those, those, other, those other jobs? And so for me, what happened was, is I realized where once I was clear on the process and once I was clear on what I wanted to do, I, I was able to identify the bottlenecks where we needed to make improvement. And it was just really in, in mm-hmm. adding um, ultimately two different pieces. One was a second, um, I called them uh, at the time, a production partner. It was a loan, former loan processor who had tried to be a loan officer for a while. So they right. were a processor with a personality. Yeah. And yeah. so I was able to yeah. hand. And so I just, I got a second, I, I did, I got a second uh, one of uh, a person in that role. So I expanded that because that ended up becoming our, that became our roadblock because if they were going to do the heavy lifting of the paperwork, the stuff that I wasn't good at, that I was getting in my own way because I, I was trying to get it done and I was doing it inefficiently, probably doing it wrong and procrastinating and distracted and all those other things because I was chasing the new business. And so my loans didn't go through the process like they should. I, you know, I wasn't, I was a good loan officer, but I wasn't a great loan officer. And, and so once I identified that, that roadblock, uh, making the investment in it to get a second person in that role made a huge difference because ultimately what would happen is oftentimes if you're paying someone a salary and plus a bonus for a closed file, um, that's, I think, believe what the setup was back then. You know, at some point, if it's five o'clock or six o'clock, they're going to go home, right? They've got a life and you want that. So you realize you have to just make, uh, you know, make that investment um, and then really stick to that process and refine that process over time because it's there's no one perfect process that works for everybody, but there's a perfect process that works for you, your company, your team. Um, and then make sure that everyone is really set up to do the role that, you know, that is best for them. And so that allowed me to step back and build the relationships that I needed in order to drive the business up. Um, and a lot of it was digging deeper. I mean, my thing was always uh, my, my UVP, unique value proposition, was always working with uh, realtors to help them plan their business. And, um, and so when right. I'm, when I'm pl- helping them plan their business that, you know, gave me a reason. So I was just, I was a better partner too. And so I got more business from the agents that I was partnered with as well as increased my conversion rates by eventually getting more serious about my time. Right. Right. And I think that, I mean, and, you know, help me, help me understand it, maybe not understand, but just, you know, validate this is that, um, a lot of times people that are, that are not getting a lot of leads and a lot of businesses have this problem you know the problem is leads right the problem is referrals and and a lot of times the reason that there aren't leads and referrals and we and you know i'm going to put myself in that category you know as being a business owner is that we're we're looking for the next shiny object that's going to get leads whether it's oh you know participate and couple with someone online and buy leads online and do some advertising and oh i'm supposed to do videos and oh i'm supposed to um, you know, buy, boost my ads on Facebook. So searching for all of these shiny objects that bring in more leads when in fact the issue is not that necessarily, yes, we need more leads, but the issue is that they're working so much in their business and not on their business, right? They're so knee deep in the gritty day-to-day work and the, you know, of their business 
that there's not enough time to lead generate. So once you open up those doors to be able to have the time to originate, you know, to uh, originate new leads and, and business, that's when it actually comes in. So it's there for the taking. It's just opening up the time to be able to do that and dedicate and focus on that activity as the business owner. Well, so what are you're your so thoughts? spot on. Yeah, I think you're so spot on, right? Michael Gerber, who wrote the book E-Myth, right, talked about that idea of mm -hmm. on time, of getting out of the in of your business that you were just talking about, to have that time to work on your business. I was teaching uh, Win by Noon uh, on a webinar today to a group of loan officers, and, you know, again, they were, they were talking through, well, how did you do that? And I said on time was a big piece of that. I, 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 my coach forced me to schedule a minimum of four hours of on time per week to work on my business. So I was able to step back, refine those systems and spend the time. Because when you're so busy in it, you're just not going to move the business or you're going to work unhealthy hours, right? You're going to, you're going to suffer in other areas if, if you have to work too much. And so it's taken the time to identify it. And that's where I think a coach, you know, obviously you and I both, um, have backgrounds being coached and, and doing some coaching in our careers and, and having also someone else who can speak into your life and look and help you identify that if you're stuck yourself. And, and that was also a big part of, of my journey back then was, um, was going through, through that process and having a coach help me as well. I definitely can't take credit for it, you know, all myself. And then, you know, really as you, as you go down that journey, I mean, everyone's got, you know, there's, there's so many different, I, I love that you gave, uh, you talked about your cookie example, that there's different flavors of cookies out there and you're going to find the cookie that's the right flavor for you and your analogies with, with, with regards to business partners. But I think it's also to, to philosophies with, you know, with different coaching as well. And it's really finding something that resonates, you know, that, that resonates with you to sort of figure out, you know, what is the system that works for me and um, and what can I learn from that system and then swipe and adapt it so that I can you know I can be better tomorrow right you can't rewind the clock you know I can't change what I did this morning I can't change what I did last year in 2018 all I can do is say how am I going to finish out here I am in the first month of 2019 how am I going to finish out this year strong if I don't have the momentum I want what can I do different and just look and 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 start to study because the numbers is the one thing regardless of your philosophy that is the truth. I mean, your numbers are your numbers. And so you have to figure out, well, where is it? How can I improve it? Um, and then, you know, I love the idea of an accountability partner. Um, I know that, that you and I've talked about that a lot before, because if you have someone else who's doing yeah. something similar to what you're doing, then you've got someone to bounce ideas off of. So if you're a realtor and your listing presentation to listing agreement, uh, conversion rate is lower than your friend maybe you can learn from her or him about their listing presentation to see how you can improve yours because you talked about that lead problem, right? People have a referral challenge. You know, there's mm -hmm. nothing better than yeah. being able to, to do more with the number of referrals you have versus having to go out and find another referral source or pay for leads. If you can actually be a better steward over those leads, there was a study done by salesforce.com, uh, right? Biggest, one of the biggest CRM companies in the world. And Salesforce said that said that 47% of leads that were put into their system were never called. Never. Yes. I mean, that's, to me, that's astounding, right? And so when, that's, when you read statistics like that, then you have to wonder why. And, you know, it always comes down to, well, were they just too busy? Were they, you know, there, there's some excuse behind it, right? We all have a, a reason for it. But I think that the statistics show you, 
got to make more than one phone call. And if you're struggling just to make one, how are you ever going to make the number of phone calls that most of the studies out there show typically six or seven okay. calls to reach a lead yeah. Yeah, and, and have a system yeah. for it? Yeah. So that's mm -hmm. why, I mean, again, as I already said, that's how I got laser focused on it. Once I blocked my, that's, that was the 400 loans to 550 loans. Um, really when I dug back into production, because our team did expand over that time, I took on a business partner uh, so that he could, we had someone else to help lead the team because I was also building uh, branches for a mortgage company at that time and recruiting, and recruiting loan officers and doing all the business development for the team. And I was doing less of the day-to-day -day talking to clients. And so when I got back into talking to clients, and I said, hey, this is what my focus is. I'm going to take us through this gap from 80 to 100 million. And um, that was it. Every day, that was, that was my first call were, were to those leads. And so if, if that was my first call I was going to do, and some days I switched it up. I might if it was Tuesdays and it was my update call day. I might do my update calls first and call my leads after. But I called them every day, five days a week. I called the leads that needed to be called. And I just think that that's it's not very sexy. Like people are like, Todd, that's really boring. Hey, Todd, I've heard that before. Hey, I tried that before. And then I just say, gosh, well, maybe you need to try it differently. Maybe you need to be open to uh, a new way of doing it to become more consistent and figure out, you know, what that looks like. Because I do think that this year is going to be a tough year. Um, you know, we know it, we're seeing it. And so uh, we're all going to work harder this year than, than we worked last year. Uh, but we can work smarter by, by protecting our time and making sure that, that we're more effective and we get better results. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, thank you for sharing. You know, this, this podcast, um, you know, the name of this podcast is Design Versus Default, okay? And, and, and I, may have, I may change it, you know, we get later on. But really, it's, you know, as I was talking, uh, thinking about meeting with you, one of the things that, that you and I work, you know, so well with is making sure that, that our career Whatever, whatever it is we're, we have our fingers in, our career and anything that we're working on is by design and not by default. And I think that um, in, in today's world, you cannot do anything by default. I don't care what your business is. It cannot be done by default because so much of your competition is online. It, all, all of your competition is, is there pecking and trying to get the attention of your consumer, regardless of what you do. I mean, all the way down to a hairdresser, you know, all the way down to a nail salon. Um, it just doesn't matter. You know, there is so much out there. So, so working your business by design, um, as opposed to default, uh, I want to I get into the meat of this with, um, with time management, because that's really what it is. You know, I mean, the whole, you can call it all these different things, but it's really about managing your time but not just having time blocks. It's funny, I was up in New York um, this earlier this week speaking, and um, I was talking to a real estate agent who um, has been in the business for four years and has never closed a deal. Can you believe that? And That's I, crazy. Why? Okay, why? Why, number one? Well, she said, oh, I have a business. You know, I had a, I had a career, and I've been living off my savings, and I've been charging on my credit cards. And okay. She's digging this big hole and she's being told, you know, that she can do anything as a realtor. And I'm saying, yeah, but there's a floor. This, you know, maybe the sky's the limit. There's also a floor. And, um, you know, we were talking about getting to zero. She's below zero, right? We're not even talking about making money. We're talking about getting to zero. And <laughs> it's really sad. But she came to me because she heard me talking about time management. And she came to me and said, look what I just did. I put out, I, I time blocked myself. And I said, well, you know, your time block is pretty good. The problem behind it is that when that time comes up, 
what's, what's behind the curtain as to what you're actually going to do during those time blocks? Because if and she said, well, no, I'm going to call prospects. Okay, where's your list of prospects? Well, here, and she was flipping through a notebook, <laughs> right? And I was like, oh, my goodness, no, 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 that doesn't work, you know. And so let's talk about that for a few minutes. You know, I want to I lean on to your expertise in this about your way of carving out the time. And, of course, this, this goes along with Win by Noon. And, and why don't we talk about what Win by Noon is so that people that don't know what it is know that it's, a, you know, it's a binder, it's a book that you're used for tracking. So let's talk about how you break that out. And then I want to talk about some of your tactics um, that, you know, you and I both learned from Darren Hardy, you know, and, and throughout the whole, all the years on, um, you know, strategies to carve out our time and why it's important, important to compartmentalize what we do. Yeah, that's a, that's a great setup. I love design versus default. One of the, one of the, the check marks at the end of the day to rate yourself and win by noon is, was I proactive or reactive today? And so it's just really, I love it because you and I are, are so similar and we have, we have the same ideas and we, and we talk about it in different ways, which I think is so impactful for, for someone listening. Win by noon Absolutely. basically in its essence, it started out as literally just a day planner. It's a quarterly day planner. Um, now we've got an app as well that just launched. Very excited about that. And it is really designed just to help you better plan your day. I mean, most people are so busy uh, reacting, right? They're doing things by default, as you say, that the bottom line is, is that you've got to design your day. There was a recent study that I, that I heard that 94% of people in sales uh, are fail to plan their business every day. They wake up with no plan. And if you have no plan, then you're going to actually default, see, I'm stealing your word, to opening your email. And then you're going to react to whichever one you look at first, whether you mm-hmm. sort from the bottom or top, right. you know, he or she who yells loudest in there or you pick, you saw first is what you plan your day by. You're reacting to what they're to what they're doing. And what I find is when I can get someone in sales who is not looking at their day to determine what they should be doing today, and I can get them just to use the basic planner calendar, then they're going to improve their business. Then I also believe that you have to be a business planner, right? So we've got a, they got a free business planning tool that is sort of our uh, gateway into, into win by noon, because you really have to not just plan, you have to review. And so I just believe that that's got to be part of your schedule is that you not only do you actually make a plan for the day or for the week, but you actually at the end have to say, how did I do, right? I said I was going to, I was going to make a hundred calls. I only made 75. Okay. Well, what got in my way? How can I improve that? Hey, my goal was to get six leads for whatever industry you're in. Gosh, I got five. What could I have done differently? And really you have to have that time to review it. And I find that people who use win by noon as their business planning tool are growing even more. And then lastly, as I already mentioned, for me, my game changing moment that really pushed business up almost 45% in a year with the exact same relationships was getting crystal clear on what it was that I was going to do each morning um, by my allotted time, which for me was 1130. And, and having a schedule built around that. I had daily disciplines that I already mentioned calling leads. And then I also called the pre-approvals who I hadn't gotten over the finish line to issue the pre-qualification. But I did that every single day and I had a system for it. And I held myself accountable to the system. And I keep telling people, I think for 2019, that a system, a written system is your UDP, your unique value proposition, because if you actually, if you actually take the time to write it out and explain that to your potential business partner, to explain it to your client, how you're going to perform it, it's going to hold you accountable to it. And I think that that's unique in the marketplace where people are hearing people tell them what they do and then actually not following through on it. And then I also had what I call target days. And a target day, again, it's nothing new, but I was just laser focused each day of the week. 
I did, I did one specific activity. So I mentioned I did update calls on Tuesday. I did pipeline protection day on Wednesday where I was calling my pre-approved buyers. And by, by putting it together into one day versus saying, I'm going to call five each day, it saved me time. I did it faster because I just went into my CRM. I clicked on the date right. today mm-hmm. to see who I was supposed to call today. And I called them all at once versus having to handpick, well, who was I supposed to call today? And so I had a system around it. And I did it in a day. So I was a lot more efficient and I was a lot more consistent with it. And that was just, we built a culture around it. And, and that really helped as well. And I find when loan officers do that, and that's the ideal week is just a big piece of win by noon where you are designing that week and doing your best to stick to it. But, you know, we, I think we both know most of the time in sales, most of your selling, you actually just do in a short period of time. Darren Hardy tells that stopwatch story where he timed himself all day in yes. the oh, yes. act of selling, mm-hmm. yeah. right? And he got to the end of the day mm-hmm. and he only literally talked for like, you know, eight minutes or something crazy. It wasn't much time at all, a whole eight hour day. And I believe that's true for most people that the reason that they don't, if, if they get lucky enough to make all their lead calls or maybe do all their update calls or check in with all their clients, whatever it is, I think that for most people, depending on your production, it's, you could actually do it if, if you focused on it probably in 30 to 90 minutes. I allowed three hours and when I got done early, it was, it was a blessing. I had time back to myself that I could be proactive with something else. Um, then I could open my email. I could be reactive too. I had reactive time designed into my calendar because it was scheduled in there. And when I mentioned that 94% of people in sales have, uh, don't have a business plan, as a result, the other part of that story is, is that 91% have inconsistent month-over-month business. And so you could argue that maybe you're the 3% who's getting lucky. And I did get lucky. I got lucky up to 200 units, right? I got lucky up to 200 units. I was, I was pretty successful. And yeah, there was some, some rocky months in there, of course. But, but overall, I had pretty consistent business year over year. And I think that if you can come up with a structure that works for you, you can design that ideal week. You focus on your target days. You make things non-negotiable. You make it a job, right? I mean, that sounds really dumb, right? We all became entrepreneurs because we didn't want to have a boss, right? We didn't want to have a job. We didn't want to, we didn't want to have that, that, uh, that wrapper around us. And, and the, that's the exact reason why we fail is because we don't have a system. We don't have a schedule, right? The fact that we don't have a boss who says, this is what you do and when you do it. And so when you get crystal clear on that, um, on that schedule, that time block, and you do your best, no one's going to be perfect. You're never going to be able to live it exactly how it is. Uh, but you're going to live it close and you're going to get more productive. You're going to have better relationships, right? Happier transactions and hopefully get more closed transactions. Right. Right. And I agree. I agree with um, everything that you said. And I, you know, as I'm listening to you and you're saying, you know, about the consistency and I've, I've had people that I coach, you know, say, um, so for example, one of the things I do every day is first and 10, do it again. I, I call 10 people I need to be calling, not, you know, that I should be calling, not that I need to call. And I don't need to call someone about their pay stub or anything else. I want to call people that I need to connect with, right? And so it might be a birthday. It might be, um, you know, uh, to follow up on a prospect. It might be a, re- a referral partner that I want to talk to, right? And then just check in with them and see what's going on, right? Um, and so I just call it first and 10, do it again. At minimum, you have to do those 10 calls. Now, you're talking about doing a plethora of calls over a period of time. And this is where what's so great about business is that everybody's style um, is a winner, right? It's you finding your style. What works best for you gets you the results that you're looking for. But if I say first and 10, do it again, in a week's time, that would be 50 phone calls. It doesn't work. 
So let me say that again. It doesn't what? It doesn't work to do 50 phone calls on Friday and say that that's consistent. And so when you said consistency is the key, right? You have to consistently every day do the work and you will have consistent income and a consistent uh, business. When you try to do 50 calls a week and then no calls the next week and then the next week you try to do 10 a day or whatever you're doing, that inconsistency leads to the inconsistency of your income. So if you're having a struggle with highs and lows of revenue every month, think about the consistency that you could put back into your business so that you have those consistent results. Because ten, nine times out of 10, whatever you I said this a couple of weeks ago on the call that we read, your future is a series of nows. So what you're doing now is your future. So if you're not making a phone call today, then you're going to feel that later. Agree? You know, I love that. Your future is a series of nows. I'm actually writing it down. But, you know, it's funny because the, the likelihood, too, when you put that off, it's so much easier to do your first and 10 and do 10 calls today than it is to do 50 calls in any day, right? That's daunting. Oh, Holy hard. smokes, I have to make 50 calls. But you can get 10 <laughs> calls done. You can get 10 calls, calls done pretty quick. And I like that you do it first because ultimately what happens is you say, gosh, 10 calls, I can squeeze that in this afternoon at 4 o'clock. Well, all of a sudden you're reacting at four o'clock to something else. You know, someone called you with something that they said was urgent, which is probably important, but not urgent. You have to have that filter to run through. And so you're, instead of making those calls that you said were important, I was going to make those 10 calls. You are now helping someone else solve their challenge. And it could be a good opportunity too. It could be a new loan application. It could be something else. But if you get it done first before the day gets in your way, then you have this, this gift of, consistency. So I, I love that you highlighted that, that word, because I, I do think that's where people, they overthink it. It doesn't have to be that hard. And, you know, one of the pieces about win by noon is I said, we're tracking activities. We're figuring out results to determine your conversion rates. Because what I also believe is, is that there's not one size fits all, right? Um, and so when mm -hmm. it comes to these other things, um, you know, what you, your, your sales skills are different than my sales skills your referral base is different than my referral base. And so for me to tell you, hey, this is the number of calls you have to make to be successful, it's kind of a guess. And so I also believe that you have to kind of go through to figure out based on your market, based on your referral sources, based on your skill set, that what are my conversion rates to know how much of that activity I actually have to do. Because the weird part is, is that the busier you get, then again, it creates more activity. If you're committed to doing update calls, you know, if you have two transactions, that's not as many calls on a Tuesday as if you have four transactions. And if you're, you know, if you're doing uh, partner calls on Thursdays and checking in with your partners to see what they're doing for the weekend to see if you can support and pre-approve any clients, uh, or, you know, then you're going to have this uh, opportunity to get new ones. If you only have five, then those are five pretty quick calls, right? You don't, you don't have to choose from a huge, right. a huge mm -hmm. list. And so as you do more of these mm -hmm. activities, you're going to create more. I know when you're calling your 10 database clients, you're going to get referrals and that's going to create the additional activity that you're going to need to do. But you don't know, I don't think you've guessed at 10 clients. You probably picked that number out because it fit your business and what you were trying to do. Correct. Yeah. And, you know, and listen, there are days where I call, call more than that. You know, obviously it's, it just, I started making it, you know, it, it, when I look at my calendar and I look at my time block, it's first and 10, right? It's just called first and 10. Um, it, so it's not called prospect calls or feel good calls because that's kind of what they are. <laughs> They're first and 10, do it again. 
But, but what happens is once you get in a cycle, so let's, let's use this example. So once you get in a cycle of, so let's say I talked to a client someday in the past and they said, hey, I'd really like for you to give me a call back on uh, Monday, you know, uh, Monday, uh, November 26th, right? And I say, okay, that's good. I, put, I pop them into that time frame. I physically open up that, that uh, blocked out time and I say, you know, call Todd regarding um, uh, his vacation or whatever, you know, if I know he's going by vacation. So I, I pop that in there, okay? And then someone says to me, oh, yeah, my birthday is coming up. Oh, no, when's your birthday? I pop that in that day, right? And then I also have all the closings I did, right? So I did all these closings last year. I have the annual review in there, you know, and usually the annual review is not on the day they close. Usually the annual review is a week before the day they close. So I pop it in beforehand the week before because we want to start gathering some information to be able to actually conduct the annual review. Um, it might be one of my partners, you know, I have, I have 12, you, as you know, I, I live by this, you know, 12 apostles rule. Um, I have 12 A pluses that I work with. I don't work with any more. I don't work with any less, but I always have someone in the wings if I need them. Right. And so I, I know that I need to be making calls for them. So I know that, you know, on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, it's this one. And on Friday, it's that one. So, so it started off that way. And, you know, if you're just starting, and so it's grown, you know, so I just open it up and I go, wow, look how many people I have to call because I keep it in, right? But, but um, if you're just starting out, you know, in my book, Launch, you know, which um, I have a chapter in there called Eeny, Meeny, Money, Go, because it doesn't have to be first and ten. It could be three, two, one, you know, call three people, send two emails and make, you know, do one post, social media post or tag or comment or recommendation or something or do one, one, one. The bottom line is you need to do something to increase the engagement that you have with the people that are going to refer you business and that you have in your, in your world. Um, that's the key thing. It, this is about engagement, right? And that's where, that's where the rubber hits the road. So, so, you know, if you, if you decide, you know, listening to Todd and you say, oh, I really want to get win by noon and you get it and you say, you know, I don't know, I don't know how to fill three hours of time do something. Just don't, don't not do anything. Boy, that's a double negative. I love what you said. And I, I want to make sure that everybody heard this and, and you probably don't even know you said that, but you said, um, and I just rephrase it, but you basically said, don't let the day get in your way. And I love Absolutely. So I rephrase we, it. We've all, I rephrase we all it, right? Don't great, let the day yeah. get in your way. We all, we all wake up every morning with great intentions, right? We all, we all mm -hmm. want to go out there and crush it. We all have a to-do list. And if we don't actually sit down and focus on our list, it's just so hard, so easy to get, you know, to get distracted. And I love that you're so laser focused, right, on your numbers. You're such a number person. And I think that that's um, inspiring to someone to hear that you don't, you don't have 50 realtors to do the business that you did. You have a smaller amount. I know um, some of the most successful realtors that just work a small sphere that they've worked for a long time that, that continues to pay dividends for the level of business that they want. Right. I know uh, I've got a cousin who was in dry cleaning sales and, you know, he had a he had goals that he had to, you know, that he made and had to hit. I sat down with an insurance agent uh, last week and he told me, you know, hey, my business is up 35 percent. And we talked about what he was doing differently. Um, and it was just consistency. That was really what it was. It wasn't anything else other than that. He was consistent in connecting with his referral partners. 
He was consistent mm-hmm. in connecting with his clients. You talked about annual review, and that's one of the things he as an insurance agent wants to put in. And the crazy thing is he's got a, he's got a renewal um, rate that's over 90%, um, but he still wants to do yeah. better for his clients. He wants to connect with them more mm-hmm. because he knows that if he gets those connections, that he's going to get more referrals from them. And he knows that if he can add value, he's going to get more referrals. And you mentioned one other thing that I thought was really unique. You said, well, if I know they were on vacation, I can ask them about their vacation. You said, gosh, if I know their birthday, I can wish them a happy birthday. And I think that's the other lost art is you really need to connect with the people that you're talking to. And you do such a good job at asking questions. You know, my kids always remind me that, you know, God gave us two ears and one mouth for a reason. And I would say that, you know, if I look back on my early career and still today struggle with being better at following that rule of asking more questions than, than I actually answer, because that's how you dig in and you find somebody. I recently had the unfortunate opportunity of going to a friend's funeral and he's a good friend actually. And we've, I've seen him gosh, probably six times this year, hung out, had lunch with him and spent time with them. And his niece got up and gave a eulogy and he said he loved golf. And I thought to myself, that is really weird. I've known this guy for a decade and I knew everything else that anyone got up and said about him, but I had no idea that he loved golf. Um, and, that, and that surprised me and it saddened me that I didn't know. And making sure then now that I'm asking better questions of everyone around me, but in sales, that just gives you the ability to, to connect, right? Because if not, when people are picking up the phone, you already talked about it, there's a, the internet's everywhere, and you're just gonna sound and look like everybody else if you're just talking business, name, right, address. You know, you really want to dig mm-hmm. in and figure out what are those, you know, what are those commonalities. And the last thing that I'll say on it is, is that I, I recently um, had a win by new user. I posted in our win by new uh, user mastermind group on Facebook that I knew a win by new user who was calling all the veterans that he had closed uh, vet, VA mortgage loans for, and he was calling them to wish them happy Veterans Day and thank them for their service. Mm-hmm. And number one is, is that he's a patriot and he truly wanted to thank him for their service. And so that's right. why he was calling. He wasn't calling for business, but he said it was, he talked to, he made 40 phone calls and most people, you know, don't think about those things. And so I, when I posted that, another, another uh, one of the users went on and she sent me an email of a, with a picture of the Facebook post that one of her clients made. And he said uh, that he was, uh, that if you're, does your mortgage lender, uh, call you to wish you to thank you for your service on Veterans Day question mark. He said my mortgage lender and he said in parentheses, actually my former mortgage lender as I paid off my mortgage um, called me today to thank me for my service. She also knows the name of my spouse and my kids um, does yours if not call and then he listed her name and so there's just such power oh, awesome. in connection. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's all, you know, like I said, it's all about engagement. It doesn't matter if it's a phone call or or whatever. I mean, hiding behind, I call it keyboard confidence, right? Hiding behind the keyboard and using email as your only means, you know, just outreaching, I think is is totally different. um, You can't, you can't just do that. But yeah, it's interesting you say that about the veterans. Um, I've done that for years, years and years and years. I I spend a... um, I, <laughs> I said, I keep a list. And in fact, in my sales, I use Salesforce and in my Salesforce, I have a specific thing, uh, box where I check if they're a veteran. We check if they are or their wife, uh, their spouse or whatever is a veteran. And um, we send thank you cards to them every year. And I hand write those thank you cards. Oh my gosh. Then, oh, you totally um, one up me. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I do, and, and it's great because I get so many phone calls from people saying, thank you so much for thinking of me. And they know that it's heartfelt because they know that, you know, my father was a veteran and my, my husband's uh, father was a, a triple bronze star winner. 
And, wow, you know, and by awesome. the way, I've said several times, you know, I niche to grow rich. VA loans are one of my niches um, for that very reason. And um, so it makes sense for me. But, you know, you're right. It's all about the engagement. Okay, so Todd, listen, we're going to have to have another podcast because we could go on forever. And I think it's wonderful. And I hope, hope everyone's learning from this. And I, I'm positive they are. Um, what would you like to say? Um, uh, let's just kind of wrap this up a little bit today. But I, I want them to know, uh, everyone who's listening to know um, about Win by Noon. I know Win by Noon is you have a loan officer version, a realtor version, a, a, a general version for any business owner. You also have an executive version for you know sort of the C-suite um, to help them get on track as well. So tell us how we can get a hold of you, how we can get our hands on this, what you're offering. You know, if someone's listening, they're like, I'm going to get this for my whole company. What do we want to What do we want to know? Perfect. Well, if you're going to buy for your whole company, you should probably send me an email and we should talk about it first. So I'll just throw out that. My email is just pretty simple. It's just Todd at winbynoon.com. And the best way to learn about the product is just to go to winbynoon.com and you can see um, information there. There's um, an opportunity if you want to really take a deep dive and sort of see under the hood. We've got a, a thing called the Quick Start. It's free. It's designed for people to actually have a tutorial when, they, when they're when they using Win by Noon. But I can tell you that I've got, you know, hundreds of people who signed up for it who aren't Win by Noon users and still use it to increase their productivity. That's just winbynoon.com forward slash quick start. And okay, um, I'm sure you have some show notes. You can put that in there. But if you want that, that would be, you know, probably the gift that I would give away. And it's got, uh, some, mm -hmm. it's got the tips and tactics in there of, of really walks through the planner. So some of the stuff may not be applicable to you, but it really just talks about setting up your day with gratitude. It talks about how to track activities, talks about how to track results, figure out your conversion rates, do a business plan. So it really walks you through in just some bite-sized chunks. It drips out content over six days. And that's, that's probably a great opportunity. But, you know, I, it was a pleasure to be here. I, I was super excited for it. I know we I know we covered a lot of ground um, in the Broadway, and we could, we could certainly dig in in the future if, if the opportunities there. I would love to um, be back and pick yeah. any of the we'll areas do, that we we'll talked about and take a, take a deeper dive. Yeah, that would, <laughs> right, we'll that take, would be, we'll that would be a blast. <laughs> right. That would be a blast. Okay, so let me but, ask um, you this. As we, as, as we close out, I know you have one, so I'm just going to ask you. So tell us one of your favorite quotes as it relates to productivity or to time management. Oh, my gosh. Which, you know, where do you want me to uh, – where do you want me to start? You know, I think there's a, there's a bunch of different quotes, but I always say, um, I, I really like, oh gosh, which one should I, which one should I give you? There's, you know, I've got like a ton of Jim Rohn quotes. I've also got a ton of, uh, a ton of Darren Hardy quotes. You know, I always start with the definition of insanity, which, you know, it's kind of boring. It's not really a, mm -hmm. you know, it's not yeah. really a quote of, of the fact that, you know, everyone's doing the same thing, inspecting a different result. Um, but I probably, I guess would go with, um, you know, thinking about it since I'm a big, uh, a big Darren Hardy fan uh, from Insane Productivity. He says, you get in life what you tolerate. Mm, yes, he does. Yeah. And that's about quitting, right? He talks about quitting all the time. You have to start yeah, quitting I mean, he, he, instead of he, taking on so much. Well, yeah. And, and it's, that's really, I think, also part of your, you know, your design versus default, right? Because he follows mm -hmm. that up with that yeah. life, life will organize around the standards you set. So if you set a low standard for yourself, then that's the standard you're going to live. If you allow other people to interrupt you and you should be doing your most important activities, then that's what you're going to do. If you're going to lead your team by not leading by example, then it's going to be hard to have them um, do what you want. So that was a little bit more of a yep. quote since I went on a, a mini rant. But That's okay. Uh, I'm okay. No, I love it. I love it. Todd, it's been wonderful. It's so overdue. And I and we will have you on again. We'll do a 2.0 version. Um, 
and uh, make sure that everyone, you know, continues to learn. Um, and I, I just think it's a great conversation for two of us that are very much in this circle and, uh, you know, that we're um, high producers and we're um, part of, you know, the insane productivity program with Darren as well. And so I think this is a great conversation for people to just kind of listen in on and, and pick up little tidbits to move their business forward. So I, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. I'm so grateful for your time today. Thank you. My, my pleasure. Thanks all for listening. And uh, like I said, reach out if you have any questions. I'd love to connect. Sounds great. All right. We'll catch you all next time. Have a good week. Hi, everyone. This is Jen DePlessis. I wanted to just inject here at the end of this particular podcast because it's the first of the year. And I wanted to let you know that we are putting together our 2019 group coaching call. And I have openings for a total of 20 people. And currently I have 13 available spots. It is a monthly coaching call with a few web uh, webinar workshops included, as well as two 30-minute private coaching sessions with me throughout the year that you can choose whenever you want to do that. So I wanted to let you know that's available. If you have interest in signing up, please do so immediately because space is running out. Uh, my email is jen at jenduplessis.com. That's J-E-N at J-E-N-D-U-P-L-E-S-S-I-S. Dot com, and I will be happy to send you information. Looking forward to talking to you, and thank you again for listening to the podcast. I sure appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Looking to streamline and launch your practice by accessing Jen's tools, courses, classes, presentations, and resources? Visit jenduplessis.com to learn about the features and benefits thousands of other professionals have experienced by enrolling in Jen's lifetime membership program. Isn't it about time you consider a coach to take your business to new heights? Contact Jen to start your application process today. Thanks again, and be sure to tune in next week.